What's going on, guys? Michael here, Energy 360 Podcast with Intercom. Excited to be bringing you this interview with Mark McClure, who's the CEO and co-founder of a company called ResFrac. ResFrac software is the only commercial, three-dimensional, fully compositional simulator to seamlessly couple hydraulic fracturing, wellbore, geomechanical, and reservoir simulation. It's an awesome product. I love everybody over there at ResFrac, and these all are brilliant PhDs from over at Stanford, guys. Highly recommend checking out this interview is actually conducted by uh, Intercom's Director of Consulting, Dan Genovese, and I'm going to go ahead and turn over to him and let him kick this one off. Hey, Mark. Uh, great to have you with us. Today's guest, uh, Mark McClure with ResFrac, uh, and he's going to talk about uh, what they do, uh, what the value proposition is in oil and gas uh, for ResFrac and uh, share with us a little bit more about a study that they're going to be doing. Um, so, Mark, great to have you with us. I uh, hope you had a great weekend. I did. I played disc golf this weekend. I did you don't do that often. I did, did quite badly, any, but it was fun nonetheless. <laughs> did you have any trick-or-treaters uh, at the house this weekend? No, we did not have any trick-or-treaters, no. Yeah, ours were, ours were pretty thin. So, uh, you know, hopefully next year. Uh, I always enjoy yeah. uh, seeing the costumes the kids come uh, come around with. But uh uh, so let's get started, and, and uh, I'd, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about ResFrac and when did the company start, and what do you do? Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for, so much for having me on today. Really excited to get to, to share a little bit, so appreciate that. Um, ResFrac makes a combined hydraulic fracturing and reservoir simulator. So we simulate physically what happens when you do hydraulic fracturing, and then what happens when you produce oil and gas from the formation into those fractures into the surface. And uh, we use that software to help operators optimize field development and frac design decisions, right? So uh, in shale decisions like well spacing, cluster spacing, fluid and profit volume, they really drive economic performance of the, of the enterprise. Um, and the answer to those questions varies depending on geology and cost inputs and a variety of different pretty detailed engineering factors. And so our software can be used to simulate alternative frac designs, alternative well spacings, uh, and then it, it comes back with telling you, you know, how much are you going to produce if you do these different things. So it really allows you to just take you know, case A, B, C, uh, and then it'll tell you this is how much oil you get from those three different scenarios, and you can make a decision based off that. So that's, that's really our, our point of existing is help operators uh, maximize return on investment. Um, we're about 50% software license sales and 50% internal consulting. So um, larger companies like to take the software in-house, do the analysis themselves, uh, and then smaller companies often hire us to do kind of the whole project turnkey for them. Okay. And, and uh, uh, tell me a little bit about your team. How many people, uh, where are you guys located? How many people you got? Uh, and, and, yeah. uh... We have, you know, depending on how you count, roughly about a dozen people involved in the company. Uh, it's a mix of software developers, obviously, and some of those software developers uh, actually write the core simulator, and including myself, I actually am the person that wrote the, the great majority of the core simulator. <laughs> uh, and just recently, we brought in some software developers to help with that. Uh, developers to help with the cloud operations, because all the simulations run on the cloud, uh, the user interface. And then also we have petroleum engineers uh, with a mixture of backgrounds. Some are uh, you know, one is a petrophysics background, so a variety of different types of petroleum engineers uh, who actually run the software on behalf of clients, uh, as well as interface with clients and do things like training and, and helping out users. Uh, so about 12 overall, and we are all over the place. So even prior to the onset of COVID, our company was uh, distributed and working from home. So we have 
people that live in Houston, Calgary, Denver, Pittsburgh, uh, Durham, North Carolina, Washington, uh, state of Washington, and uh, California. So we really are all over the place. And actually, people like that because people, you know, have personal reasons to want to live in different places, and, and they like that. So uh, we think that's really efficient. We don't have to commute to work. Um, I can take a quick lunch break. You know, it's just a very efficient uh, work style. So we've always uh, been that way. Mark, that's great. Uh, from an E&P perspective, let's talk a little bit more about the value proposition, the return on investment, and that has a lot to do with uh, what's the magnitude of, and what, what are we seeing right now in the industry in terms of uh, parent-child well relationships and, and kind of the, the money that's being spent uh, or wasted, I guess, is, is the best way to say it, uh, with drilling too closely um, and, and having some of that migration uh, from well to well? Yeah, two of the statistics I've seen recently are about 40% reduction in production in infill wells on average. Of course, that's highly variable. So that's a huge reduction in production in infill wells. And on average, uh, the statistic I've seen is uh, over $10 billion a year is lost in uh, just the shale industry alone due to interactions between uh, you know, previously drilled wells, parent wells, that have been producing for the period of time in the past, and then these infill wells or so-called child wells, which are newer wells. Uh, when you fracture these newer wells, uh, they are impacted by the depletion that's already occurred around the, the older wells. And so that can cause the fractures to preferentially grow towards the, the parent wells, which creates inefficient drainage. Uh, of course, there's production interference, and there's also often chemical effects that create additional damage mechanisms and can impact fracture conductivity and, and processes like that. So this is a, a multi-billion dollar project, or a rather multi-billion dollar problem for these companies. Um, you know, sometimes we're seeing, uh, and uh, wells are, are basically lost. So you can have a really nice producing well and it gets a huge frack hit um, and that never is really recovered. You know, more than 50% loss of production permanently in a well. So we're talking about a huge problem. Of course, it's not always this bad. and and. Of course, operators have made a lot of strides over the years to, to figure out different mitigation strategies. So it's not always this worst case scenario, but, but operators know it's a big problem and, and they're trying all these different solutions, these problems or solutions rather and, and strategies for mitigation, but, but it's, it's still a, a big open problem, exactly what's the right approach, how do we optimize it and so on. So this has been a big uh, thrust for the work that, that we've done uh, in the past couple of years and also the work that some of our users, our, our software users have been focusing on. Okay, so so I, I guess the, to put it in a, a term that we all understand, this this helps operators avoid uh, drilling wells that essentially are air balls, um, you know, and and uh, uh, you know, uh, putting money basically burying money. Um, not not only can the new well be bad, it can it can kill the old well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it can really be a double whammy. Yeah, in the okay. worst case, yeah. And, and so, and so, you guys. Uh, one of the things that you're working on right now is you guys are rolling out uh, a parent-child well spacing industry study. Tell me about that, uh, and let's talk about how, if, if somebody's interested in participating, uh, how they can go about that, and what what they should expect to learn from that. Well, if you're interested in participating, just email me, Mark at restfract.com, and um, we'll set up a call. I'll, I'll you know, get to you the details on, on how to participate exactly. Um, yeah, we've, this is the second industry study that we have done. So we did a, an industry study in 2018 on diagnostic fracture injection tests. At that time, seven companies funded us to do this kind of integrated research project. Uh, 
it was a very successful outcome, uh, led to um, a, a best paper at Ertech Award, um, and, and a, a new methodology for interpreting those tests uh, that has been rolled out across those operators and a lot of other operators as well now. So the, the idea of an industry study is that a big problem deserves a big um, effort, right? And, and also when we're dealing with these field scale problems, um, not even large companies have enough scope to actually fully address them. So uh, to really attack a problem, you need to have often really high quality data sets and high quality field data collection uh, that even large companies don't have a lot of that. And, 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 and secondly, it's valuable, I think, to bring in a lot of diverse perspectives, right? We're dealing with things that happen 10,000 feet down from the surface of the earth. We can't look at it, we can't touch it very easily. And so um, experience and, and a diversity of perspectives become very pow powerful. Um, and then the third thing is, of course, we try to find a topic that's really uniquely suited for our, our software and our approach, right? So the idea of these industry studies, we have meetings every three months with all the participating companies. Uh, we get senior experts from these companies. We actually go through, everyone shares data and we discuss each other's data and we have a lot of really good discussion. And then we apply our modeling tool to help understand what's happening and what to do about it. Um, our modeling tool combines two different categories of software. One is fracture simulation and the other is reservoir simulation. That's the name ResFrac, reservoir and fracturing. And so uh, when you have a frac hit, when fractures from one well hit another well, you have multi-phase flow. You've got oil, water, and gas that are flowing through these opening, mechanically opening hydraulic fractures at the same time. And that's a problem that can't be solved by a reservoir simulator alone. And it's not a problem that can be solved by a frac simulator alone. That's why we really are uniquely suited to simulate these sorts of processes. We're the only commercial product that simulates the physics of multi-phase flow while cracks reopen, um, as fluid flows into the well, as chemical damage happens. So, so we have all the right physics. We're just exactly suited to address these problems. Uh, we just want to apply that modeling capability in collaboration with all of these great technical experts, all these great data sets. Um, and we think that sort of integrated approach can, can help address some of the key questions that operators have. Uh, and they ask us and we do these one-off studies and I think we can, we can get them a lot of the way in the right direction. But, but I said, guys, let's take a step back. If we did a collaborative study with everybody together, uh, we can compare between data sets. I think we can accomplish a lot more than if we do a bunch of one-off studies with different companies or they, they do it by themselves and they don't even communicate with what's happening. So of course, not every company is open to sharing their data like that and having this kind of discussion, but turns out that there's a lot of really, you know, collaborative companies out there with really collaborative attitudes. And so um, there's enough that are willing. And, and I think they benefit tremendously from that because, you know, with the price of oil, the way it is, I don't think companies are really competing with each other. I think they're just competing with the market and profitability. <laughs> and, and so if you can, you know, if, if you know, if you can grow the pie for everybody, that's a good thing. So that's what we're trying to accomplish with uh, the study. Yeah, that's a, that's a very valid point. I mean, uh, the market uh, is what it is and there's, there's plenty of production. I think the key is, is uh, to get yourself to a point where you, where you can produce uh, at, at the lowest cost possible. And if that's, if this is an avenue to do it and, and sharing some data and, and taking away learnings that you can apply, uh, I think your shareholders, your stakeholders will definitely be satisfied in that. Now, uh, you mentioned the last study you did in 2018, you had seven companies participate. How many are you looking to have participate in this new study coming up? Uh, probably roughly 10. So we might be a little bit bigger. Um, we have about, I mean, right now it could probably be anywhere from seven to 15. It's just going to depend on how it shakes out exactly. But 10 is kind of the number that I've targeted. 
And when do you want to kick this? Uh, when, when do you want to start this study? Kind of kick it off. What, yeah. What's your targeted time frame on this? We're going to start in roughly February of next year, and we're going to do it over 15 months. So we're giving ourselves plenty of time. Um, so we'll have six meetings over 15 months uh, as we kind of step through the workflow. Um, you know, history matching to data sets, comparing between data sets, and then running alternative mitigation strategies on those data sets. Okay. Are you focused on any any specific basins uh, yeah. uh, that you're looking for participation in? It's a great question. No, and I, I really wanted to not focus on one basin, and, and here's why. And I'll take the DFIT study as an example. When we gathered DFITs from you know ten different shell plays on in North America, we noticed that systematically they looked a little different in the Bakken, and we saw some differences between like the, Ut the Utica Marcellus, and and so when you can compare contrast between data sets that actually brings out causal relationships, right? If you think about the scientific method, you have to change an input to see a difference and then you can explain why something happened. So if we can say, huh, you know, we noticed something different between the gas reservoirs and the oil reservoirs, or we noticed something different between, uh, you know, the middle Bakken, which is a true source rock and, you know, some of these other shales, then, then that can actually help you sluice out some of the causal explanations for why things are happening. So uh, I think it's really valuable. We're gonna have, you know, probably at least five different shale plays represented in this study. And I think that's a really good thing um, for the, the, the value of that kind of data sharing. And, you know, also just, I think, culturally, right? If, if I went and I got uh, 10 companies all from the Appalachia region, you know, they all have a certain perspective and they all, you know, mostly are in Pittsburgh and they've got this, you know, perspective, right? Versus if I have people from Pittsburgh, Houston, Denver, Calgary, um, I'm just getting a lot more uh, bright minds in the room and hopefully some, some better cross-pollination. All right. Well, listen, um, any, anything else we need to know about ResFrac or about the study uh, before we wrap up? Don't think so. Yeah. Again, just shoot me an email, marketresfrac.com, and we're happy to, to chat. Yeah, that's great. But I, we, we will also add uh, at the bottom below uh, the interview, we'll add some information there that people can kind of download, get get a, a few more details, uh, and, uh, and, and they'll be able to uh, find a way to get a, get a hold of you as well. So, uh, Mark, we do appreciate your time. We, we do appreciate what you're doing uh, for the industry. There's clearly a need to drive down costs, compete uh, internationally on, on that uh, price per barrel. So um, want to wish you luck on that study. Certainly keep us posted. I know a lot of our viewers will want to be checking in uh, to see any kind of updates that you guys uh, will, will be having on that that you can share. All right, cool. Yeah, thank you again. Really enjoyed it. All right, have a great week. All right, take care. I'm telling you guys, high-level stuff there from Mark and Dan. We really appreciate Mark and all of the ResRack team for taking time um, to schedule this with us. For all of our other energy expert interviews, check us out on iTunes, Spotify, or the world's greatest website, oilandgas360.com. Until next time, guys, we'll see you then.